Somebody ought to lift your voice and declare that all power belongs to him tonight. Woo! Are you grateful to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Come on, somebody shout with a voice of triumph in this place. Yes! My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles as we hasten to the word of the Lord tonight. Bang, y'all just keep me in that mode. Don't fall asleep now. Woo! This morning while we were still giving God the praise, Amanda was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. She's here tonight giving God the praise. Come on, somebody ought to help me rejoice tonight. And then after service was over, this morning Isaac was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, no, 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 no. We ain't about to have that kind of dead church. Uh, if there's anything we ought to shout over, uh, it ought to be somebody being baptized uh, and receiving the gift uh, of the Holy. Somebody better put your foot on the head of Python tonight. Somebody better put your head. Uh, somebody better put your foot on the head uh, of Python tonight. Today, devil. Not today, devil. And then when we finished with Isaac, Donnie was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's give God a great praise tonight.
Sister Katrina, no matter what the doctors say, we win. We win. We win. We win. We win. We win. I need some victorious people that understand you're part of a church that's undefeated tonight to give God a praise in this. My God, you mess with me tonight, devil. I'm liable to flip out in this place. Somebody ought to take about 60 seconds and give him a crazy praise in this house. You ought to take a minute and shout like you lost your mind. It feels a little bit better in here right now. I said it feels a little bit better in here right now. I didn't come to play any games with the Word of God tonight. Uh, I hope I got some church members in the building uh, that are ready to preach with the preacher tonight. Turn to your neighbor, remind them, tell them neighbor. Tell them neighbor. Tell them preaching is not a spectator sport. Tell them I'm about to preach with the preacher. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Y'all just remain right where you're standing. You can look on the screen behind me. After we get started preaching, if you want to sit down, I don't care if you sit down, lay down, turn around, jump up and down. Whatever you do, just boogie and get down. The word of the Lord declares in the book of Psalms, chapter 68, verse number one, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee from before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad and let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. I don't know what exceedingly looks like to you, but you ought to just go ahead and rejoice and put a little exceedingly on it tonight. It means excessive, uh, without boundaries, uh, to do it more uh, and more uh, 
to do it without restraint, uh, to do it without restriction. Uh, rejoice! Uh, For a few moments tonight, y'all just preach with me, all right? I want to preach to you. Let God arise. Let God arise. Somebody ought to get those three words in your spirit right now. That's three words that'll change your life. That's three words that'll bring you out. That's three words that'll take you over. That's three words that'll put the devil under. Let God arise. Just go start preaching. You can sit if you want to, stand if you want to, run the aisles, dance, whatever you want to do. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. The first question we must pose tonight is who is the enemy of God? Who would dare consider the position of being the enemy of God? Ooh, you see, too many of us Christians uh, have it twisted in our minds. We say uh, that it's dark versus, it's good versus, and it's God versus wrong. It's not God versus anybody. By him, all things exist. By the word of his power, there is nothing his equal. There is nothing on the same plane as our God. The devil is nothing but a created being. He has no authority. He has no power. He doesn't even belong on the same. I'm the right church. He doesn't even belong on the same stage as our God. For what power hath the clay over the potter? You've got to get a revelation tonight that the devil is an employee of God. He does God's bidding. He is subject to the power and authority of God. I just need a few believers in the building. If you started understanding your enemy this way, you'd quit fretting like you do. You'd quit worrying like you do when you understand that he is under my feet. I've got authority and power and dominion. Do I got a church that believes it tonight? Who is the enemy of God? Who would dare stand against a God like my God? I don't know about you or the God that you serve, but let me just tell you something. My God sits high and he looks low. The heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. One writer said, what is man that thou art even mindful of him? 
I believe that in order to, to really understand this statement concerning the enemies of God, that you must first go to the book of Galatians chapter 3 and understand that there is an Abrahamic covenant that was given to mankind wherewith God called a people where there was no people. And God establishes a kindred and a family from God. And it begins with a word of promise to that people. Galatians chapter 3 verses 6 through 9. The apostle Paul says, Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. Y'all missed that. I said those that are of faith are the children of Abraham. When you repent of your sins and you're baptized in Jesus' name and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you become a child and an heir to Abraham. I just need some Bible students in the building. Because uh, if you knew that statement, uh, you'd already be on your feet shouting. Uh, your lineage, uh, your great, great, uh, great, 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 uh, great, 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 uh, great spiritual grandfather uh, is Father uh, Abraham. And he said... And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Oh, there's a promise of God that through the lineage of Abraham that all the nations of the earth would be blessed. I just need some smart folk in the building who already put two and two together. If you're the seed of Abraham and God said, I'm going to bless the entire world through your seed that means the blessing is coming my way that means the blessing is flowing through my life uh, verse number 9 he said so then they which be of faith are blessed with Faithful Abraham. Let me read it again for the hearing impaired. Turn me up just a little bit. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. I'm going to read that one more time for those that are interested in the blessing of God. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful. I'm going to run the aisles all by myself. 
I'm blessed with Abraham's blessing. Huh? And then in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, Paul referring to the church says that we should do good one to another, especially those that are of the household of faith. This is Abraham's house. I said, this is Abraham. Every time we come to church, this is just a big get-together of Abraham's seed in the building. Every time we walk in the doors, uh, this is just a family get-together uh, of all of Abraham's seed. Uh, in the, if you're part of Abraham's seed, uh, you ought to act like it tonight, baby. Uh, if you're part of the household of faith, uh, you ought to act like it tonight, baby. Uh, my God, this is what blessing looks like. Uh, this is what favor looks like. Uh, this is what Abraham's seed uh, looks like. Then you, in order to unlock the revelation, you go back to the book of Genesis. If the Lord said that I'm going to be blessed with Abraham, if Abraham's blessing belongs to me, if I've got something with my name on it, I want to know what's inside of it. If Abraham's blessing belongs to me, baby, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. And so, the book of Genesis chapter 12, you will find the blessing of Abraham. But you must read it superimposed over your life. If you understand that you are a seed of Abraham... Then when you read Genesis chapter 12, you understand that God is speaking prophetically to the seed of Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 verse number 2, he said, and I will make of thee a great nation. I need some of you preachers in the building that know how to shout over the word of the Lord tonight. If you're a preacher worth your salt, uh, you ought to be able to shout over that statement uh, right there. Oh, you're going to be uh, not a little nation, uh, not an insignificant nation, uh, not a backwoods nation, uh, not a hiding in the corner nation. Uh, you're going to be uh, a great uh, nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. <laughs> I don't care what, your, what was attached to your name before you came to God. When you get a hold of God's blessing, he's going to make your name great. I just need a few witnesses in the building. I don't care what your family did uh, to mess up your name. Uh, I don't care what kind of mistakes you made uh, to mess up your name. Uh, when God gets involved with you, baby, uh, he'll make your uh, name uh, great. I need some daddies in the building. Uh, 
that'll shout uh, a household blessing. Uh, my name is going to be made great. Uh, my household name uh, is going to be made. Somebody ought to shout over that in this building tonight. I will make your name great. When they speak of the Leal name, there's going to be a new definition I give to it. When they speak the Leal name, they're going to remember the generation of the name that had Abraham's promise on. That William's name used to be associated with alcoholism. That William's name used to be associated uh, with divorce. That William's name used to be associated uh, with lies. That William's name used to be associated uh, with failure uh, and abandonment. But baby, uh, when God put his hand on it, uh, God said, I'll make uh, your name. I just need some people with faith in their heart right now uh, to declare that over your household. Uh, Judah, don't you ever forget what name you're under, son. Don't you ever forget the testimony uh, of the Williams name. Don't you ever forget what God has done. Don't you ever forget uh, where God is. Uh, Isaac, don't you ever forget, son, uh, where God brought us from. Uh, don't you ever forget uh, the legacy of God's power uh, and God's anointing. Uh, don't you ever forget uh, when God brought us out of Egypt uh, and he brought us over the river uh, and he brought us to a land uh, flowing with milk uh, and with honey. Uh, I need some people in the building uh, that understand uh, he'll make your name great. I feel God stopping me right here. I'm talking to some daddies and mamas that are breaking generational paradigms off of the future of your family. God's hand of blessing is on you, and he's going to make your name great. I decree it, and I declare the word of the Lord over this house. Somebody ought to receive that right now. He's going to make your name great. He's going to make your children great. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and dream dreams. Somebody that believes it ought to throw your hands in the air and declare, my name will be great. My name will be blessed by God. He said, I will make your name great. I like how he said they that are of the faith. Faith requires our action to be involved with what God's doing in our life. It's one thing to have a word of promise over your life. It's another thing to believe it and start acting like it. Daddy, it's time for you to start acting like you're blessed. Daddy, it's time for you uh, to start walking in your house uh, like you're the head uh, and you're not the tail.
If you want honor in your home, it's time to start being honorable. If you want respect in your house, it's time to start being respectable in your house. Come on. I don't care how your daddy did it. I don't care how your grandpa did it. I don't care how you were abused. I don't care who did you wrong. Your name shall be. There's some families in this house. You need to look at where you're at and understand God's got elevation for you. I said, God's got elevation for you. God's got greater. My God, I just need a few people in the building uh, to grab a hold of this. You're the head uh, and you're not the tail. You're above uh, and you are not uh, beneath. Somebody's going to get a hold of this tonight. You are the lender and you are not the borrower. You need to let the blessing of God start speaking to how you handle your money. I'm the lender and I'm not the borrower. That means I'm an outlet, not just a receptacle. You want to know how easy it is to change your position from always being in need? Start giving. Come on, you want to know how to change your position? I can't get out of this trouble. I'm always in it. I'll tell you how to fix it. Just start giving. Just the very act of you becoming a giver changes the definition of who you are. And when your giving starts to eclipse your taking, you become the lender and not the my God, somebody's about to break the chains off of your household. I don't care how broke you grew up. I don't care how messed up you had it at home. You are the lender and you're not a borrower. Uh, this is the Abrahamic covenant. He said, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. You know what ought to excite you more than getting a blessing uh, is being a blessing. That's the next level of blessing, huh? is not getting the blessing. Huh? But when you can start saying, huh? you want to know what blessing looks like? Huh? You're looking at it. Huh? I am the blessing. Somebody with faith is about to activate this word uh, in your spirit. Uh, if you could get yourself uh, out of that pew tonight uh, and get your faith mixed uh, with the word of God, uh, I am a blessing. Uh, I am a blessing. Uh, I am a Bind that curse of poverty in Jesus' name. I bind that welfare mentality in Jesus' name. I 
bind the mindset uh, of lack in Jesus' name. Uh, I bind it. Come on, somebody. Uh, in Jesus' name. Those of the household of faith, you have a promise. You either believe the word or you don't believe it. You're either part of the household of faith or you're not. But God's promise to the household of faith is you will be a blessing. And I preached all that just to get to this next part. That was my introduction. And I, listen, will bless them that bless you. <laughs> woo Oh, somebody ought to get a hold of that right now tonight. I will bless them that. I'm just giving a warning to everybody in my life. If you bless me, you better watch out because God promised he would bless you. I just need some people that believe it. I'm just warning you right now. If you don't want to be blessed, don't you bless me. Because I've got an Abrahamic covenant on my life. When you bless me, my God is going to bless you. I want it to be so powerful in my life. I want people saying, Bishop, I just want to ride in the car with you so I can catch a blessing. <laughs> Bishop, I just brought you some Starbucks because I'm hoping God will just bless me for blessing you. <laughs> Not just me, but the household of faith. Come on, somebody. Once you change your posture, uh, you open up the windows of heaven uh, to begin to flow uh, in your life. I will bless them that bless you. And here it is. And I will curse them that curse thee. Who is the enemy of God? I'll tell you who the enemy of God is. It's those that oppose the people of God. I will curse them that curse thee. God said when people position themselves against my covenant people, they automatically become the enemy of God. And I will curse them that curse thee. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. My God, it's dangerous messing with me. It's dangerous messing with the church. It's dangerous putting your hands on God's people. You ain't just messing with the boys at the bar. This is God's people. You ain't just putting your hand against the social club. This is God's people. 
You're not just putting your hand uh, against some building uh, with people in it. Uh, we've got an Abrahamic covenant with God. Let God arise uh, and his enemies uh, be That also reminds me that the battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to God. When you're doing it God's way, you don't even have to deal with the enemy. You ain't even got to deal with the haters. Why? Because God said, I already got it taken care of. You just keep giving God the praise. You just keep living for God. You just keep doing what God told you to do. Let God arise. Tell your neighbor, let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. <laughs> Woo! Now see, the preacher in me, when I read that scripture, let God arise. I can't help but go to Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 12, where the Bible, speaking of Satan, says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Listen to this. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend. I will arise. He is not, God is not the only one with ambitions of ascension. Satan said, I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, I don't have time to get into all of the theology of this. Suffice it to say that the stars of God are the representatives. It is the authority of God's ministry in the New Testament church. And Satan said, in other words, I will lift up my influence and my authority above the influence and authority of God. I will ascend until God's people are under more of my authority than they are under God's authority. Listen, he said, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Satan desires to sit in a place of influence in God's church. If I could settle them down on a Sunday night, I'll perch up on top of the congregation and I'll suppress until they come under the will of my wishes and my authority. I will exalt myself 
and I will lift myself above. I will perch upon the mountain of the congregation. Are you with me tonight? There is a desire of the enemy to sit up in a place of authority and influence to where God's people become distracted by the influence that he is wielding instead of understanding the authority and the power of almighty God. He said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. Ooh. Then the writer says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit and they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that did shake kingdoms God said I'm going to bring you to a place of understanding that you look and say is this the one that I was tripping over is this the one that was causing all the con this guy what I had all those lonely nights uh, over this I was worried about that God said when you have a desire to ascend I'm going to bring you down and I'm going to let God's people see that you are not who you say you are, that you are an imposter, that you are a fake, that you are a fraud. The enemy wants to be exalted, but let God arise. Let God arise. Somebody in this building ought to throw your hands in the air and let God arise. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. See, when I was a kid, <laughs> we, we never used to like to go to bed. Ain't that something? And then you live your whole adult life regretting every nap you didn't take as a child. <laughs> I wish I had an amen in the building. <laughs> Please tell me to take a nap. Please tell me to get to my room and go to bed. Please tell me. When I was a kid, we hated going to sleep, Brother Ramirez. Oh, come on. Please let us stay just 30 more minutes. Come on. Any parents know what I'm talking about? Get to bed. Mom, please. Just, just 30 more minutes, Mom. Please. That means I got to stay up 30 more minutes. Please, Mom, nope, get to bed. Oh, Mom, get to bed. Okay. So you might be able to make me go to bed, but you can't make me go to sleep. And so, ooh, that sounds better. And so we'd get in the bed. It was quiet at first, but after a while, Stop. No, you stop. Oh, that's gross. Get away from me. 
Oh, that's your stinky socks. What are you? Then you'd hear, son. Then after a little while, stop. Stop hitting me. Stop. You're going to get us in trouble. Shut up. This is my side of the bed. Get on your, get your gross feet off of me. Get you, oh, why did you do, I'm not, you're going to get us in. Boys. But if I ever heard the springs of that bed, that meant mama was getting up. And if mama ever had to get up, we knew we was in trouble. We'd be up messing around in the bedroom, and we'd hear mom coming. Buddy, we'd spread like cockroaches in the hood when the lights came on. I can't buy an amen in the building. When mom got up, baby, we scattered. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. There's something that happens when God gets up. There's something that happens when God stands up and says enough is enough. I'm preaching to some people that have been battling some things for a while in this house. And you've been wondering, when am I going to get victory? I came to preach to you. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on. God, I wish you'd get up. God, I want you to arise in my life. If God gets up, his enemies have to scatter. If God gets up, the devil has to flee. If God gets up, something has to break. If God gets up, come on, somebody in the building. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Preaching to somebody in the building. Don't worry about the battle. The battle belongs to God. All you need to do is let God arise. All you need to do is let God be lifted up. All you need to do is let God, when God arises, his enemies will scatter. I don't know where the band is. They're sleeping tonight. Y'all pray for them. Don't y'all know you're part of Abraham's seed? Come on, don't you know you got the promise of God? I need some Abrahamic covenant music tonight. That's what it sounds like when God gets up. God's sitting there watching. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, look what just happened to them. Mm -hmm. Oh, ooh. Oh, man. Look what just happened to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. I hope they make it through that one. But there comes a moment in time when God said, all right, that's enough. No, 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 no. 
Y'all missed the cue. Jesus, help us. Y'all fired. Now you're rehired because I don't have anybody else tonight. Now get to work. Pay attention. They messing up my sermon. Try this again. My, oh, look at how they being slandered over here. Look who's messing with them over here. Oh, somebody did them dirty over there. Oh, look at that storm that came this way. Oh, look at that sickness that tried to afflict them. But you know what? There comes a moment in time where just like your mom and dad said that, God said. The drum flams and everybody crashes together on the one. Practice it again. One more time. I'm about to stand up, y'all. I've had enough. Y'all don't want me to stand up tonight. I didn't even stand up. Y'all don't even want me to stand. Boy, you better be quiet in there. Don't make me get out of this bed. Make me get out of this bed. If I got to get up out of this bed, if I get up out of this bed, y'all going to get it. This is God's posture in some of your lives right now. And you don't even realize you're one struggle away. God said, all right, I'm getting up. God gets up. His enemies say, oh, oh, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. My God, somebody in the building, you need to lift your voice and start declaring, let God arise. Let God arise. Let God let God arise. My God, I need somebody that understands your Abrahamic covenant. Understand God's going to come against your enemy. Y'all stay handy. Y'all warmed up now? Now just read with me. Flow with me. See, when you've got the lion of Judah working in, on your side, when the lion of Judah is working against your enemies, you don't have to defend. Don't take change, brother. <laughs> He's an usher, if you were wondering. He's an usher. Brother Preston, like, I, they must be doing the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, somebody wants to bless me so they can be blessed. I'm going to receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Y'all messing up a good sermon tonight. We got band goofing off. We got ushers stealing the offering off the altar. Dear God, help us.
Let God arise. When you got the lion of Judah in your side, how many of you understand you never have to defend a lion? All you have to do is let him out. And he'll take care of the rest. I don't have to defend God. I don't have to defend my Holy Ghost. I don't have to defend. All I need to do is let God arise. Because when God is arisen, all of his enemies have to scatter. When God arises, his enemies have to scatter. Y'all ready tonight? All right, now let me preach. I don't have time to preach about all of the ways that we get God to arise. But let me preach this to you tonight. Psalm 47, verse number 1. We know this scripture really good. We quote it all the time. It says, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto See how powerful his word is? And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Now that was pretty good. But if you understood why, I think your shout would even be louder. If you'll notice in scripture, you will never find one time before God's people were delivered from Egypt, you will never find one time the Bible commanding his people to clap their hands. Because prior to them being set free, they were in bondage. And historians and theologians declare that when they were delivered from Egypt, all of a sudden you will begin to see in the scripture over and over and over again a command to clap your hands, all ye people. And here's the significance. They were in bondage, but when they were delivered from bondage, clapping your hands makes the sound that is significant. It is significant of the breaking of chains. When you clap your hand, it signifies and sounds like a let's practice it for a moment. Now I want you to close your eyes while you clap your hands. And I want you to hear the sound of chains breaking, of chains snapping. And so every time that God commanded his people to clap your hands, it was a commemoration that God broke the chains, that God set us free, that God delivered us. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. And now you know why to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Somebody ought to do it right now. Every time you clap your hands and you shout, you remind the enemy of the day the chains were broken. 
You remind the adversary of when God brought you out. And that's good. But we don't even understand that verse number one really leads us into the meat of the revelation of this chapter. Because if you keep reading down into verse number five, while you are clapping your hands and you are shouting unto God with a voice of triumph, verse number five says that God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Almost every other transliteration reads like this. God ascends among the shouts of joy. You want to get God to arise? There's a sound that stirs up our God. There's a sound that why do you think we come to the house of God and say clap your hands all your people and shout why because we're getting God to arise he ascends amidst the shouts of joy the Lord with the sound of the trumpets Somebody right now ought to go ahead and shout. Somebody right now, this would be a good time to play, band. Somebody ought to shout right now. Come on, the Lord. The Lord. He has sent. Let God arise. Somebody ought to stir it up in the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to stir it up in the Holy Ghost. Right now, let God arise. Let God arise. Somebody right now, I dare you to wage war against the enemy. Lift up your hands. Come on, do you need God to vanquish your enemy? Let God arise. Do you need God to shut the mouth of the lion? Let God arise. Do you need God to work on your behalf? Let God arise. Somebody right now in this building, Lift up a shout of praise in this. You ought to shout like the chains have been broken. You ought to shout like your enemies defeated. You ought to shout like victory belongs to you. You ought to shout like you got the victory. You ought to shout like God's bringing you out. You ought to shout like God is bringing you over. Shout.
on, somebody shout in this place. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Hey! Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Somebody shout in this place. this in your spirit and tomorrow morning when the enemy starts messing with you you ought to just perk up and start singing let God arise and his enemies be scattered let God arise enemies be scattered let God you ought to just look at the enemy and start singing like this let God arise and his enemy Let's practice Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on. Let God, let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. somebody's anthem tonight this needs to become the song of your spirit let God arise and his enemies be scattered when they could do you know what so-and-so said let God arise and let his enemies be scattered do you know what's going on with her let God arise and let his enemies be scattered one two one two come on sing let God arise and his enemies be scattered let God arise
of y'all to make your worship match your words. If you're gonna sing power, we ought to praise power tonight. This don't look like power to me, baby. That looks anemic. It looks tired. It looks weak. But there ought to be a people in this house that say if God's going to arise, then I'm going to arise. Because I've got power. I've got Holy Ghost. Power. 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 Yes. Yes. Yes! 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 
Somebody give them a power praise tonight. Clap your hands, all your people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Oh, clap your hands one more time and give God a praise tonight. Lift your hands all across this sanctuary in the presence of God. Come on, we th I'm thankful for the power of God I feel in this place tonight. Come on, if the chains have been broken, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Woo, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Let God arise. I feel his presence in here tonight all over this house. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for victory, God. Thank you for your promise of blessing, God. Thank you that we're part of the household of faith, Jesus. Thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Oh, that we should show forth your praise. Those who were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now we've obtained mercy. We give you the praise and the glory. All of the honor tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We're going to prepare tonight to take communion together as a culmination of this week of prayer and fasting. We are entering a new dimension this year of promise and power. And I believe that Impact International Youth Conference simply marks a position in this season of God's transition of this church into the next dimension of blessings and power and authority. We've been fasting together all this week, believing God to do great things. We've come together into this house for corporate prayer, believing God together. And tonight, we want to do what the Bible says when the Lord says, as oft as ye do this, do this in remembrance of me. The Last Supper, the place where we are most commonly referred to to understand communion, took place at a pivotal time of ministry. It took place in a time when there was a transition of anointing from Jesus' hands and his ministry to those of his 12 disciples to carry out the mission they had been called to do. And as they began to partake of the fruit of the vine and the, the bread, Jesus said that when you do this, you do discern the Lord's body. There's something that happens in the, in the dimension of the supernatural when God's people come together and we have had a time of prayer and fasting. And we partake of communion together. There is a sensitivity in the body of Christ that can culminate in a unity that we cannot experience outside of what has been taking place here this week. Amen, somebody. And so I want the ushers to prepare tonight to serve God's people. 
And I want every person in this house who has repented of your sins, you've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Those are the qualifications of being a part of the body of Christ. Amen, somebody? If you have not yet repented of your sins, not been baptized in Jesus' name, or received the Holy Ghost, then you are biblically not yet part of the body of Christ. And so we don't want you to take communion in vain. We don't want you to partake of something that would bring condemnation to you. This is for the body of Christ. And so if you're here and you are baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to come. <clears throat> come as close as you can to this altar. We're going to fill the front of this house tonight. Amen. We're going to come as a body of believers together. We're going to pray together tonight. As the ushers distribute the sacrament, I'm going to ask everybody to just hold on to receive it. Just put it in your hand and, and wait. We're going to do this together tonight. Amen. Amen. So good to see Brother Bennett tonight in the house of the Lord. He's been coming almost every service. Sitting up in the balcony with a mask, but he's here. Amen. <clears throat> Brother and Sister Pack. Sister Pack, I'm, I, you're closer now than you've been to me for a while. I'm tempted to run down there and give you a hug right now. <laughs> I'll wait for you to close your eyes so you don't know I'm coming. <laughs> Amen. And um, I want us to prepare tonight. And before we take the sacrament, I want us to. Spend a few moments in prayer. As we discern the Lord's body before we, we take this, I want you to look out across this house tonight at all of the people represented in this sanctuary. God has called us together. And God has put us together in the kingdom of God for such a time as this. Amen, somebody. God has called us together into this house to do his work. God has anointed us as his body to this city, to this region, and even across to the nations. This is an anointed house tonight. This is a God-called house tonight. And as we begin to pray over the next few minutes, I want you to do your best to let there be a sensitivity of the Holy Ghost concerning the togetherness and the purpose of this body. How many of you remember just several weeks ago me preaching about together? Together. God has called us together. God hasn't called us into cliques. He hasn't called us into private clubs. He's called us together. I said he's called us together. I need every single one of you. And every single one of you need me. And every single one of us need each other. Come on, somebody. 
And for the next few moments as we pray, I, I want us to pray to that end. Lord, help me to discern the Lord's body. Help me to understand that this walk with you is not just about me by myself. But I'm part of something much greater than even I am, God. I'm part of a commission and a call that cannot be accomplished by my hands alone, by my talent alone, by my anointing. I'm better when I'm connected to everybody else. I've got greater anointing and authority and power when I'm connected to my brothers and my sisters. And what is about to transpire in this house over the next few weeks, I believe that tonight as we partake of this communion, God wants to put a fresh touch of his anointing upon us tonight. Amen. There's no telling how God's going to use us over the next few weeks. Come on, somebody. There's no telling how God wants to anoint us over the next several weeks in this house. Would you lift your hands all over this sanctuary and help me begin to pray? Come on, lift up your voice. We know how to pray. Prayer has a sound. Prayer has a voice. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray in this house tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Woo, God, we pray tonight. The weight of responsibility, God, and the weight of your mantle and your calling is heavily upon us tonight, God. That which you have put in our hands to do, that which you have placed a responsibility upon us to accomplish. God, we yield ourselves tonight. We yield ourselves to you, Jesus, to your will, to your way, to your calling in our hearts and in our lives, God. God, if there's anything in my spirit, God, if there's anything in my heart that is causing me to be separated from God's people, that's causing me, God, for there to be friction between me and your people, God, right now I place it on the altar. God, right now I place it in your hands. God, your work is too valuable. God, the call is too great. Oh, Jesus, I can't miss what you're doing in this house, in this season, God. Whatever you're doing in this season, God, don't do it without me. Don't let me miss this moment. Don't let me miss my call. Don't let me miss my anointing, Jesus. But let me be everything that you've called me to be, God, in your precious body. God, I pray right now for every brother, every sister. Help me pray one for another right now. Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters in this house. God, would you bring strength to them tonight? God, would you bring a fresh touch of your anointing upon them tonight? God, God, would you bring courage to those that are discouraged? God, would you lift up the arms and the hands of those that are weary tonight? Oh, God, would you bring peace uh, to troubled minds tonight, God. I pray for my brother and my sister right now. God, that you would open up the windows of heaven over their life uh, and pour out a blessing upon them uh, that there should not be room enough to receive it. God, I pray right now that you would open up the conduits of heaven, God. You have, you have put a promise on them that they would be a blessing, God. Woo, I pray for them right now, Jesus. 
God, over the next few weeks, we pray against every distraction. God, over the next few weeks, we pray against every trick of the enemy, God. Every weapon that would be formed by the enemy, God, we already know according to your word that it shall not prosper. And so, God, I pray right now for your people. God, that you would put a hedge around them. God, would you dispatch angelic hosts to stand on behalf of the families of this church over the people of this house, God. Your word declares that they that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. God, we stand under the banner of your strength tonight. We stand under the banner of your anointing and the power and the authority of your name, God. Let it be accomplished in us. Let it be done through us tonight, God. We give you the praise and the glory and all of the honor. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, if somebody could bring me the sacrament tonight. Amen. Thank you. As we begin to partake the sacrament, the Bible says not to take of it hastily. But as we partake of it, let us remember his body and his blood that was shed for us so that we could stand together tonight under the auspices of this house. Let's partake together tonight.
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus name in Jesus name Jesus name Thank you for this church God Thank you for this great people God Thank you for these brothers and sisters God Thank you for this house God Come on, that's it. Somebody just let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost come upon us tonight. Let the Holy Ghost come upon us tonight. That's it. Come on. We don't want to rush through this moment right here. Come on. Let's discern the Lord's body tonight. That's it. Let's let the Holy Ghost work in us. Let's let the Holy Ghost work through us tonight. Jesus' name.
I need you, you need me, we're all a part of God's body, stand with me, agree with me, we're all a part of God's body, is his will. That every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. You are important to me. I need you to survive. Come on, lift your voice with me all over this house. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with Lift your voice. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. You are important to me. need you to survive. Come on, one more time, lift your voice all over this house. Come on. Oh, I need you. I need you. Come on. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. tonight. I pray for you. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love 